Just how much has being in a toxic work environment impacted your career making decisions? All that and more in this week's edition of This Woman Can. Hey everybody and welcome back to this week's edition of This Woman Can. I am your host Janice Sutherland, career strategist for the black woman over 40. Now this week it's not me interviewing my subject, it's me being interviewed as a subject as I shared my journey with Kimani Norrington-Sands, clinical psychologist for her podcast Black Women and Toxic Jobs. And the one thing that was evident for me was how fresh those feelings I'd had or the rationale for my leaving the corporate environment still were very fresh. And it also supported my theory and the research I've done about the long-term impact toxic work environments have on women on making their career decisions. So grab your cup of coffee, your favorite tipple, sit back, and enjoy and I'd love to hear your feedback in this week's edition of This Woman Can. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Kamani, licensed clinical psychologist. Thank you for tuning in. This is a message for Black women who are 40 years old and up. Um, And we're going to be talking about our experiences in toxic jobs. I asked Janice earlier if it's okay for us to say our ages. Um, And so let me just tell you a quick story how I met Janice. Uh, Anne-Marie Archer, who's the anti-HRHR lady, um, referred us to to talk to each other um, Mm -hmm. because we talked about toxic jobs and things like that. And so when I met Janice in terms of our, uh, our first meeting via Zoom, she was talking about her work and she said, um, you know, my work is mostly for black women who are 40 and above. Uh, may I ask you, are you over 40? And I was like, I love this woman. She's my BFF. I am 52 years old and I'm so proud to be 52 and healthy. Um, so, you know, some, some women have issues about saying their age. I do not. It's a blessing for me to be here. I have no issues saying I'm 52 years old. I'm very proud of that. So I am now going to turn it over to my guest, Janice, and then we're going to talk about some issues that are more relevant or ways that um, issues for Black women over the age of 40, mm-hmm. things that we might encounter in the workplace, and just some some strategies to help us, okay? So Janice, I'm going to turn it over to you for you to introduce yourself. Thank you, Kimani. I am delighted to be here this evening. And since we're sharing ages, I told you I love I love how old I am. So I am 58 years, 11 months, and a week and a half. Oh. So I'm coming, I'm coming up to a birth, coming to my 59th birthday next yes. month. Yeah. Um, and I'm already looking forward to celebrating my 60th. Not that I'm wishing away this last year, my 50s, mm-hmm. but I'm extremely proud. Um, of who I am, how old I am, and how I've got here. Yeah. So we need to, Ooh, we need to own all here. of it. Yeah, we need to own all of it. Absolutely, absolutely. And Janice, where are you right now? Because when I first talked to you, and look, I'm 52, I got my fan, okay? <laughs> so so uh, Janice, when I first talked to you, I was like, where are you from, Janice? And you said, yes. I'm, I'm in Antigua. And I was like, yeah, but that accent doesn't quite the sound accent, like that. The accent. Can you where you're from and where you live? Yeah, I'm English born. I'm I'm English born. Um, a brummy girl, as I say. So I'm from the I'm the from the second biggest city in the UK, in Birmingham. So, but I have lived in Antigua and Barbuda for the past thirteen years. Just thirteen years. Come, yeah, thirteen years. Um, my husband and I, we we like to say we left home. So we came out here once my my boys were my last son went to university. We decided, well. Oof, well, he'd already told me before we met that he wasn't staying in the UK. And I thought he's a bit of a keeper. So I <laughs> consider it. So um, we moved, we moved out here in my late 40s. Mid to mid to late, yeah, that'd be about right. Mid to late from yeah, late 40s. I lose t- lose track of time. Yeah. Um, you know, in my 40s to move to move out here to just enjoy life, just have another life. Um, yeah. just to do something different. Yeah. I, I was adamant I didn't want to grow old in the cold. 
Mm. Oh, I'm from Chicago, so I absolutely <laughs> relate to that. I don't even, I don't even, if I don't have to, I do not go back there in the winter time. So I absolutely relate to what you're saying. Cold weather, yeah. ugh, right? And you know, it's so interesting, Janice, because when you're talking about just a change of your living um, location, mm-hmm. is that as Black women, that we have the ability to pivot and we can make changes in our lives. And it doesn't matter how old we are, because sometimes we think, oh, I'm too old for this, or this is this. And, you know, we try to talk ourselves out of things. Yes. But I think it's important for us to own, like you said, I'm grateful for each day, just yeah. saying, yeah. that yeah. we can pivot. We can pivot. And I think that's a big message in terms of working with Black women over 42, right? Absolutely. And I think one of the things we need to remember is that Certainly, my my sixty is not my mama's sixty. True, true. You know, um, true. it's very, very different. You know, yeah. when we were children, we thought sixty was like, oh my gosh, forty was old. Yes, yeah. sixty was ancient. You know, you should be sitting somewhere in a rocking chair and just, <laughs> you know, just waiting for time to pass by and take you yes. away. Whereas now we are living, um, we are living a lot longer. Mm-hmm. We've got better health. We've got mm-hmm. more resources. Mm-hmm. We've got more opportunities. And retirement ages are changing. So your average retirement age is what, between 20 where you live, 65 to 70? Mm. As opposed to when I when I started working, I think retirement age for women in the UK was 60. Mm. Mine officially in the UK is 67, but that has moved to 70 for some women, depending oh when you were born. Gosh. Wow. So you, whether you like it or not, you're maybe having to work longer. Mm. And it was funny because I was looking at the different stages and they say that mid-career stage is 35 to 45. And that 45 to 55 is late career stage. Mm. And that after 55 is retirement. But that's not how it goes anymore. That was the old model. Yeah. For me, you're moving that late stage a lot further. Mm-hmm. And if you consider that if we're in our 40s and our 50s, mm-hmm. we've got 20 to 30 years. Yeah. Work yeah. still. And I yeah. always ask my clients, do you see yourself doing what you're doing right now for that amount of time? And that mm-hmm. has a real way of sort of focusing the mind of thinking, oh, no, not not me, not this, not, not, not that long a time. So yeah. I need to think, what's that plan? What What is my plan going to be? Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Two things I was thinking about is, um, one, even though our li- lifespans are generally longer, for Black women, we're now seeing that we're dying at earlier ages because all of the stress. And so part of the stress, the racism, the sexism, the toxic jobs, all these other things, I think the challenge is that as Black women, we might think, oh, I'll just work really hard and then I just wait to retirement. But some of us are not going to make it to retirement because of these stressful, toxic jobs. That's the one thing. The other thing is, like you said before, do you see yourself staying in this toxic job for that long and really having an honest really moment to reflect. I remember um, at the Exodus Summit uh, on Friday um, with Stephanie Perry and Rashida Dow, and there was um, Octavia Rahim, and she was talking about the importance of rest. And she was saying, sometimes as Black women, we say we're too busy to rest. Yes. But we have to take, we have to slow down because it's killing us if we don't. Yes. The other thing is resting for us can be baby steps of just pausing, like taking Mm. a moment to pause. So I'm just saying to Black women, as you're watching this video right now, right, self-reflect on what we're talking about. After the video's over, pause and check in with yourself about what we're talking about. And one more thing I want to say. So also (laughs) at Exodus Summit, I just finished watching um, Stephanie Perry, Rashida Dow interview Dr. Joy uh, Bradford Harden, right? Joy Joy Harden Bradford. And she was talking about Sisterhood Heals. And I, again, you know, just the fact that I was able to reach out to Janice and now we're in communication, we are supporting one another, we are supporting other Black women. This is a model of ways that sisterhood heals. Mm -hmm. So Janice, I'm curious in your work with Black women, particularly Black women over the age of 40, what are some of the common themes that you hear from them about toxic jobs? So there's two distinct ages that I work with. And you wouldn't think they were so different, but you have your 40s and you have your 50s. 
And the drivers in your 40s, and I understand that because having been there myself, mm -hmm. is all about career, making sure you're, you're, you're getting up that ladder, making mm -hmm. sure you're breaking the proverbial glass ceiling and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And especially in your 50s, especially with the onset of, of having gone through the pandemic, where it gave us a chance to pause. Mm -hmm. And I saw more and more women coming to me and saying, I don't know if I want to do this. Mm. I can't go back to what I was doing before, mm -hmm. but I don't have a plan as to how to get out of what I do next. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that plan was very, very, that having that plan was very, very important. Mm -hmm. Now, when it came to the reason I started looking at the top, the impact of toxic roles mm -hmm. was that what I was finding, um, as much as I was in the leadership perspective, in the leadership sphere, executive coaching, I was attracting women over 50. Maybe they resonated with me. Maybe mm -hmm. they knew my age or they read about my story and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the question was, how did you do, how did you have the courage? Because I left my corporate career at 53. I was, oh, the, wow. first, I was the first corporate CEO. I was the first female CEO to head up the telecoms industry in Antigua Barbuda and for Montserrat. Wow. Okay. I had attained that role. I was a CEO and I suddenly realized, whoa, I'm working far harder than I ever did in the UK. And I had mm. senior roles in the UK. Mm. This was not the path I had mapped out for me. Mm -hmm. But where my, I, I like to say I didn't have a plan, but actually I did have a plan. It just wasn't well formulated. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. knew I had to not be in the environment I was in. Mm -hmm. signs were there for me I'd experienced burnout once in my career many, many, many moons ago mm -hmm. and I I my body gave me a hard stop mm -hmm. literally and this well, when career. you were in burnout yes okay yes. okay yes. okay and mm -hmm. so I saw the signs happening I burst uh, into tears in meetings uh, oh you know I was the thought that we, we were going through um a major restructure and the, the strangest things would trigger me. And in this case, it was a spreadsheet. It was one particular spreadsheet, which every time I saw it, I had an adverse reaction to it. Wow. It was that strong. Your body was just it having was, this visceral yes. reaction. Yes, to this oh, one spreadsheet. Gosh. And I wasn't the nicest, most pleasant person at home. I know that. Uh -huh. I'm grateful that I have a very patient and tolerant husband who just said, you know, and... I, I was the main breadwinner at the time. So, I, you know, I had a great salary, great job, prestige, the title. You know, the title, I, I was a big fish in a small pond, mm. you know, out here. Mm -hmm. So people knew me even when I didn't know them, mm -hmm. you know. And so you always had to have, you always had to respect, I sort of dare I say, respect the position. Mm -hmm. And that came with its own stresses as well. Yeah. So to give that up meant me you know, there was a whole internal conversation myself mm -hmm. as to if I'm not doing this, who am I? Oh, right. Let me say this, Janice. And I think a lot of Black women can resonate with this. It's that as Black women, we've been told we have to work, 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 we get a good job, all these things. Yes. But then we start defining ourselves by our job and our job title. Yes. And I think what you said at like 53, you recognize this is not the life yeah. that I wanted for myself. I am not my job. I'm yes. so much more than this. And I think what, what happened with you and then the woman you said, like in their forties, especially during yeah. the pandemic yeah. was this wake up call. Like yes. this is not the life that I want for myself. And what do mm. I do? I don't know what to do. Mm. Right. Mm. So in terms of hearing that kind of thing and Janice, you also talked about that toxicity of the job, the stress of dealing with that yes. Yes. carried over to your personal life. Yes. And that's not taught to Black women that it's not just you who's impacted. Absolutely. It's people you love and you care about. Mm -hmm. They see what's happening to you. And then sometimes you kind of carry it out at home too. You're not fully oh, present I did. at home. Yeah. You're irritated. Yeah. All these other things. Yes, yes, yes. yes Absolutely. Yes. And and just to add to that, it's not, you know, when you when you're when you're a child of black parents, mm -hmm. I wrote an article about it a few couple of years ago. How we are, 
our parents can often live vicariously through us mm. because they have worked to get us to the position we are. Mm. They have paid for us to go to college, to mm -hmm. get the big job, to get mm -hmm. the title. Mm -hmm. So you, you also feel obligated mm -hmm. because, you know, my parents did a lot to get me here and I give my parents bragging rights. And if I'm not doing this, how my parent, what are my parents going to say about me? Right, right. <laughs> Right. So disappointing other people. So we're thinking about the needs of other people over yes. ourselves, right? Absolutely. And that's a burden and, and just, again, living for other people and yeah. not living for what makes us happy or fills us up, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. yes. So Janice, so you said that in the, the women in the, you said you noticed two notice, noticeable differences, yes. right? Yes, yes. So women in the 40s were more so focused on how do I elevate? I'm trying to elevate my career. Yes, Women in the yes. 50s, were they more thinking, this is not how I want to live? This is not how I want yeah, to live. Yeah, it's work. Not, not how I want to live. So uh -huh. yes, I'll, I'll, I'll rewind. So what I started to so say, these women were coming to me and I was talking to them. And then I started spotting that there was things that were impacting them. When I started talking to them and coaching mm -hmm. and stuff, and quite often what you'd find is that something had happened at some stage of their career mm -hmm. that had influenced their decision-making when it came to their careers. Hmm. So I started doing a, a, a survey. I surveyed women. Mm -hmm. I got like uh, over 100 responses, and I mm -hmm. split them down into different age groups because I asked mm -hmm. the age. Because I was quite – I wanted to have a look at how it impacted women over 50. Okay. And and what I was seeing was that instance that had happened maybe up to 10 years ago was had influenced some of the decisions they were making with respect to their careers. 10 years they, ago. 10 years ago. Wow. And they, they would never have admitted it outwardly. It's not till you start talking and asking the questions. And, mm -hmm. you know, they may not even realize it was that long ago, mm. but it was influencing subconsciously the decision making you know Can you give they were an example of what that might look like or, well, or it was looking it was things mm -hmm. like i asked questions like um how it impacted like um did you there were certain people certain roles you didn't go for you didn't go for roles you didn't look for a promotion you didn't speak up in meetings because you'd had an experience a while, a while ago that mm -hmm. had said when you spoke up you were probably you know told to pipe down mm -hmm. and that had lingered with you so the more you the more it lingered with you the less you did it mm. so that kept staying with you so and the, you may not even realize you're doing it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you may not even realize it because it's become such second nature to you mm. that you know you, that that you're not you're not cognizant that you're doing it you stop yeah. yourself from applying for roles because oh i was in a role that had something that was similar to like that Maybe you've built up the story in your head. It's got, you know, you've created mm -hmm. and the story has expanded as you've, as you've got older because you've had more time to reflect on it. Mm -hmm. And, and you have more data, negative experiences. Yes, yes. And it keeps solidifying that thought yes. in your head, mm -hmm. which stops you then thinking, oh, if I do that, that's not going to happen because of this. Or I experienced mm -hmm. a microaggression and... You know, and so th there was all those different things that were just coming into how they made those decisions. And I was really surprised mm -hmm. at how the level, how low, how far back mm. we had held on to these things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some I hear it in the sense where black women will say, I'm just going to stay in my lane. You know, yes. what I mean, I know my job. I'm just going to stay yeah. in my lane. I'm just yeah. going to just ride it out until I retire. Yeah. But it yeah. sounds like such a miserable, miserable existence, right? So, Janice, what about the women like in their 50s who were saying, I want out. I can't stay. I, I can't imagine being at this job for another five to 10, 15, 20 years, right? Yes. What, have, what are some of the things that have kept them at the job? What are some of the challenges of leaving? Okay. So when you're that age... I'm too old to make a change. Mm. I've invested a lot of time, effort, money, experience into this job. Mm -hmm. I won't get paid what I got previously. Mm -hmm. What will people say? Mm. You know? 
the thing I had when I was leaving mine was that the number of I, I as I said I'm big fish I was a big fish in a small pond I actually had the local newspaper contact me to ask me if I'd been fired what? because they didn't they didn't think that you had a good job wow and I'm like, well, wow, yeah, my prerogative it wasn't working, it wasn't serving me. Yes. In that in that role. But they couldn't get the head round that you'd left a good salary, a good job, a good there is more to life. Yes, than a job. Than, than the good job. Yeah. And the, wait, 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 I gotta I gotta say this because I always say this, right? <laughs> Sometimes I think we've been tricked. I would say we've been tricked and lied to about a so-called good job. Because mm. when we think about well, what's good about it? Okay, yes. is it good because it gives you money? Okay, you can get money somewhere else. Yeah, it doesn't need yep. that job. But is yep. it a good job if it's beating you down? If it's yes. making you dim your light? If yes. it's making you question your worth? Yep. If it's not yep. allowing you to grow? If it's yep. causing you to be so sick that you're mm -hmm. utilizing so-called good benefits because you yes. get sick from the stress from the job, right? Yep. So in terms of the good job, I, and that's when people contact. How did you leave that good job? Because I think for so many of us, which is so sad, as Black people, we have worked so hard and received such negative treatment yeah. that yeah. we've been told to just put our heads down, work really hard, and you just got to just do it. That's just what dark jobs are. But, but here's the thing. If you have done so well with all those slings and arrows in your way, Mm -hmm. What can you achieve if you make if you make that decision that this is the path I'm taking? Mm -hmm. If you take control, because at the moment all you're doing is deflecting. You're doing yeah. a very Ooh. good job of yes. the karate and blocking yes. things. Yes. Whereas you're not creating your own path. You're not taking control of that. Well, it's so, it's so exhausting too. Like yes. constantly, like fighting and looking, watching your yeah. back, and not so. Yeah. All of that is so exhausting that it takes a toll on us. And, and, you know, you talked about, because I, I wrote them down, that some <laughs> of the fears were too old. Um, yes. I've invested too much. I've heard that so much. I've yes. put so much time in here. You know, nobody's going to take credit for my work. And I'm like, but but the job is killing you. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> the money, you know, the fear about what's going to happen with money. Yeah. And then, you know, because I hear Black women say, if I leave this job, I'll end up, I'm going to end up homeless. And so I, I like to talk to women about that is a fear. You know what I'm yes. saying? It's like if you yes. got this job and you're able to make money with this yeah. job, if you yeah. choose to get another job, you can get another job. Exactly. Right. There's other ways exactly. to make money. And then you also said what other people might say. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's a huge one. Yes, it is. It is. So how do you work with women through these these challenges? These are major. They are major issues. So and before we even look at the you know, the, the, sometimes they'll come to me and they'll go, I want to change jobs. I want to look at my resume. I want to get my LinkedIn profile. I want to do my brand. But before you even get there, I have to get rid of that mindset clutter yes. that you've yes. had. Yes. The limiting beliefs you've told yourself, the self-doubt, mm -hmm. the self-worth, the imposter syndrome, the lack of confidence, the, la the la loss of, begone, of, of belonging, you know, the anxiety, the self-worth, all those things. We have to get down to the bottom of those first. Mm -hmm. So you feel that you are prepared because mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it's overnight you're going to walk into another job and it's going to be easy. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be a lot easier if you don't have all those things weighing you down True. in the process. And, and, and it gives you a greater sense of clarity so you don't end up in another toxic job. Exactly. You, you need to understand. Up mental yes. Yeah, you need to understand what's keeping you in that job. Yes. You know, so you can actually say, okay, you can actually gain, you can actually challenge all those fears you've had about staying in that job that enables mm -hmm. you to say, okay, it's not going to happen overnight, but I have the tools, I have yeah. the mindset, I have the yeah. confidence I need. Yeah, start making those steps into yeah. my next year. Yeah. And I think it's important to just to be transparent with black women that, you know, even though people come to you, people come to me, we help them through the fears, the fear is going to be there. You know, yes. just to be very realistic, the fear is going to be there. That's not a sign to stop. No. It's just acknowledge that it will be there. 
Yeah. I mean, you must, I mean, not about you, but for me, sometimes even being an entrepreneur, sometimes I question myself. Mm. I had a tough year this year and I had to take a step back from my work. Mm. And then coming back into it, I was like, oh, don't want to be doing this. Don't so, but I, I realized mm -hmm. what it was, what the fears were that were playing out. Mm. So I had the tools. Mm. I had the tools to help me think about, okay, that's not true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. This is what you've done. Yeah. This is the proof. This is how you can test it out. This is the data, right? I have the evidence to show I can make yes. money. Yes. Right? If it's yeah. at a job or not. And then you also said about, I want to ask you something, Janice, because you mentioned imposter syndrome, right? And when I hear imposter syndrome, sometimes I have a reaction to it because imposter syndrome was really um, initially discussed in relation to white women or women who are yes. not black, right? Yeah. And so I think for many of us, many black women, as we come into the workplace, because we have been brought up that we have to work twice as hard to be, mm -hmm. you know, twice as hard to get half as much, Yes. That, you know, we have to get all the degrees, all the certifications, all the all these things. Right. So we've been taught that. So I think many times as we come into the workplace that we do have this sense of confidence because mm -hmm. we have to present that way. I think what happens to a lot of us, though, is because of the gaslighting that's happening in the work environment that we start self gaslighting ourselves. Yes. Right. So the yeah. imposter syndrome many times what I've experienced is it's less so a do, am I good enough? Am I good enough? I think over time, if you get beat down enough at the job, I think you might start thinking that. Yes. But I think yeah. as you come into a job, generally that's not the situation. I'm just curious about your thoughts. And, and I think sometimes there's a, there's, there's, we need to understand, is it imposter syndrome or is it the fact we don't feel that we belong? And there's, yes. and there's the, two, there's the two. Yes. You know, um, I had always had my whole career in a predominantly white environment. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I would walk into a room and we used to have a thing we used to do as, you know, when I was, I'm a, I'm a 60s baby. I'm on the cusp of uh, a baby boomer and Gen, and Gen Z. So I'm right on the cusp, 1964. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my career coming up in multicultural Britain, you know, there weren't very many of us in that room. Mm -hmm. So we would always have a we would always have a game. We said spot the black man, spot the black man. <laughs> so we'd always have that. You know, you'd always do that. You'd always look for someone. Wow. You look for, that I think like we do you. that, and we, but we didn't have a name to it. I think most of us do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we'd always so we always used to do that. Uh -huh. And then when I and then when and, and I didn't realize how much that had impacted me till I came to a country where I was the majority, not mm. a minority. Wow. And the difference, the feeling of belonging. I'm not saying it doesn't have its challenges because it has mm -hmm. its own different challenges outside of that, you know, mm -hmm. small island, all those kind of things, small, mm -hmm. you know, village mentality and things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the sense of belonging that I felt, the level of com how comfortable I felt being in my skin mm. was, is very different to what I felt when I was in the UK. Wow. And, and I didn't realize that. It's yes. so key because yeah. when we think about, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you don't feel a sense of safety, and I think a lot of us in the workplace do not feel psychological safety, yeah. right? So if we don't have the safety, we don't have that sense of belonging, it's hard for us to continue to grow. And yeah. so it's very important for us to attend to that. And Janice, you mentioned something earlier, and it kind of leads to my next question. So you said at 53, you had this <laughs> high powered job. Most people will be like, oh, my God, look at Janice. This is awesome, right? At 53, you said, no, <laughs> I got to get out of here. Can you share with the audience what was your process of leaving? Because for most of us, leaving a toxic job is not immediate. For yes. most of us, yeah. it's a yeah. process. So what was your process? The first process, the first thing was fear, was what was I going to do if I'd been in the U.K.? I would have felt much more comfortable leaving because the, the opportunities were much larger in a larger country. Okay. Here, I didn't have those opportunities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So the mm -hmm. first thing was, okay, what was I going to do? You know, what was I really going to do? The second thing was I need to talk to my husband about this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it was getting to the, I think it was getting to the point where he was wondering if it was him. 
the challenge, oh, no. the problem was him. Because mm. I'd see him skip to work. He'd be happy, smiling. I'd be like, how's he so bloody happy? Ooh. You know, how's he so happy and I'm so miserable? Ooh. So we sat down and we had a very frank conversation about how I was feeling about mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. And and I, I think I probably built up what that conversation was going to be like in mm -hmm. my head, mm -hmm. you know. And when he just said it was simple, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Right. It was like well, we, we have a fear about how people are going to react. Yes. But when people love us and they see us day to day being harmed. Yeah. They don't want us to be harmed. They don't want us to stay in that environment. No, yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah. then, so then it was like, okay, so what can what can I do? And I, I think at that point, I, I'd never been an entrepreneur, but I realized I just didn't want to go back into that corporate space. Mm -hmm. I'd spent 30, 40 years in a corporate environment. You know, I'd started work at 17 and, you know, mm -hmm. I've always worked and I, and I just, I was exhausted. Yeah. Just, I've never not, I've never not worked. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, so for me, coaching was an op was an option. That, and it, in the back of my mind, it must have been there because I'd already taken my coaching qualifications while I was still in the corporate, was still in the mm -hmm. corporate world. Mm -hmm. So I gave I gave my employer six months' notice. I said, Look, wow. I'll take you through this process. I know where you're going with it. And we need to have a conversation. Because that was the next conversation. Next conversation with my with my employer. Yeah. I'm not gonna leave you in the lurch. I know mm -hmm. what needs to be done, mm -hmm. but I'm not on this journey with you. It's not mm. for me. It's not mm. going to work for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you six months notice. Wow. My team didn't know till about a month before I was leaving because ah. I took them through the whole restructure process because I didn't want to destabilize them any more than they were feeling at the time. Okay. So, and so then I still wasn't clear what I was doing. Mm. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, I've been, Six years down the line, I'm still, I'm, I'm sometimes I think, am I, am I still sure? I'm not. And maybe I'm not. But I know where I didn't want to be. Ah. It was a big thing for me. That's key. I knew where I did not want to be. Yes. 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 And so that was the key. Because yeah. you talked about the things that you did once you realized you needed yes. to go, right? Let's take a step back. So how did you even get to that point of realizing that was not the place you wanted to be? What was that process? I, I mean, as I said, it was that was first of all was my the whole my whole body, the whole burnout, the whole the whole situation. I was mm -hmm. unhappy. Mm -hmm. I was genuinely unhappy. Mm -hmm. I was living a facade, you know, a facade. I was going through the motions. I was not enjoying it, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I've always been a person that took a sense of, had a sense of pride in what I did. Mm -hmm. You know, I always, I always did the best. I'm, I'm, I was, I was what I call a glory girl. I like reward. I like recognition. I okay. like a job well done. Glory girl. Name, I like that. If my name is against it. It's always going to be the, the best I can give it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel that impetus, that drive to do that mm. in what I was, what I was doing. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And so that was and that and that was a very unsettling, very unsettling, a very unsettling feeling. Yeah. You know, you know what? It was a shift that. between I think what's important, because you said this before, Janice, is that we need to pay attention to the signs. Yes. And one of the signs that you recognized was that this job is changing me, or I'm not the same person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest signs that you are becoming like a different person mm. or you've lost a sense of who you really are. Mm. And so as you did that, you you made the steps and then you pivoted to coaching, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I had a coach. I did have a coach. Okay, yeah. I also had true. I also yeah. had a coach. Yes. Um, through the peer and and and, and again, you do, I I look for as one of the signs, but she just appeared. It was somebody I'd worked with, and we started working together. And she read, and I still work with her now. Yeah, we still have an on-off relationship too. now. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I worked with her, and mm -hmm. she was to help me uncovering the fact that this is what I was, I was, this is why I was miserable. This is, and because I, and because I was so concerned with what am I going to do? How mm -hmm. am I going to do this? Hmm. I forgot the fact that I'd saved a little nest egg. I forgot the fact that I'd been through a lot, lot bigger adversities mm -hmm, in my mm -hmm. in my experience. Mm -hmm. I forgot the fact that I had a level of expertise mm -hmm. that I could monetize. Mm -hmm. I wasn't seeing it. I had no clarity. Mm. Yeah. So I needed someone to help me see that clarity that yeah. all was not lost. 
Yeah. You know, you're not, as I say, you're not starting over, you're starting from experience. Yes. Yes. And it's important that sometimes we work with a coach because a coach can help us see through, right? So we got to go through the curve and the coach yes. can tell you these are the steps you need to take to get there. Okay. Yes. So you guys just happen to just start working with one another. Yeah. So I think the coaches are so, I have coaches, all my coaches are black women. And so for me, it's just very powerful to see other black women mm. in an area that I want to go, right? Mm. So black women, if you are looking for a coach, make sure that the coach is where you want to go, yeah. <laughs> that they understand yeah. your life experiences, the whole thing. Amory Archer has a black women's coaches directory. And I think that's how Janice and I met. That's how we are. Yes. Yes. Because yes. both of us are in the black coaches directory from Amory Archer. So I'll put that in the in description section as well. So Janice, when you, you know, were working with the coach and the coach was saying, you know, trying to kind of walk you through, mm. how did you decide on, I want to work with black women? That and didn't, black women between certain ages. It didn't start out like that. Oh, I, okay. I, 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 I started off in leadership because leadership's what I've known. Okay. Yeah. I've always known leadership. I'm the I'm the eldest of six children. I've always had a leader leadership type position, type leadership yes. type position. But as I said, as I started working, who was presenting themselves to me mm -hmm. were these were these were these women. Yeah. These women over fifty, and I think again, I grew up in the era where you didn't you didn't say you were out and out black. It wasn't PC politically Ooh. correct to Ooh. say that's what you did but as i but as i started doing i'm like no this is i'm putting on i know this is who i like to work with because and it made it a lot easier yes women would say to me i enjoy working with you because mm -hmm. you don't second guess or you don't question mm. what i'm saying about my experiences yes whether i've been through it or not mm -hmm. the fact is it's highly likely it's happened. Yes. And I'm not going to discount it because yes. that, that's not my experience. Yes. I've, I've been in this world long enough to know that this is how this world operates. Exactly. And and I don't have to teach you about my life experiences. Yes. Right? Yes. So yes. you don't understand. I got to teach you. And now I got to deal with you feel sad about it. Like that's... that's yeah. That's yeah. And trying to explain to you why it's an issue. I'm yeah. Like, I'm not time to... I'm not and time. why you're different because... You yeah. Have, yeah. I, no, that's not helping me at all. That's not helping no. me at all. So Janice, you know, in terms of um, Black women sought you out and you were like, you know what? I really like working with Black women. Yes. So I'm wondering, Janice... Um, if there's a black woman, because I've been very intentional about having these conversations when I was at that toxic job, this used to be the worst day of, of the week for me because I knew I had to go back to the toxic job on Monday. And so part of what I'm doing, part of my healing is that I'm having a different experience. So mm. now I am in the role of talking about my healing, talking about the healing of other black women, so I can support the healing for more black women. Mm. And so my thought is that these conversations are almost like a salve, you know, like yes. a salve on a wound yeah, yeah, and yeah. help prepare black women that maybe you need to go back to the work tomorrow. But I want you to know about options. I want you to know there's another way for you. My videos are an opportunity for you to self-reflect and look at the different resources that are available to you. And mm -hmm. also my VA just put in the, um, in the chat that I do have uh, discovery calls too. So if you're a black woman and you're ready to go, and you're stuck, you don't know how to get out, right? Mm -hmm. You can contact me or Janice to help you, okay? So here's my link to book a discovery call. Janice, I'll have her information as well, okay? So there's resources available to you. So I'm curious, Janice, because I like to speak to um, people's fears, right? Mm. Because people, what I've encountered, Black women, so many Black women, so many black women around the world are really struggling in toxic jobs and, and they've had more than one. It's like multiple. Right. And so many of them might be watching right now or watching yeah. later. Let's say there's a black woman watching us right now, either live or replay. And she is sitting there thinking she's in dread because she mm -hmm. knows she has to go back to the toxic job either tomorrow or sometime this week. What would you say to her? So she said, you know what, I'm just trying to stay at this job until I retire or till my child graduates, or I'd rather just stay with the devil I know than the devil I don't know. 
Mm -hmm. What words of wisdom would you offer her? I think so many times we come, we, that mentality in me tells me that you're feeling powerless, mm. that you don't feel you have the power to do it. Yeah. And I am a big, I'm a big advocate. One thing I don't like, I don't like the word empowered mm. because empowered means to give. And True. I'm always of the opinion that I already have the power. You cannot give me something I already have. Yes. What I haven't learned how to do is how to unleash it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I always say you don't need to be empowered when you already have the power. Yes. So the first thing to do is just understand, really understand where that fear is coming from. Mm -hmm. Understand that fear. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, then you start looking at, okay, what would, if I didn't have that fear, what would I be doing? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what would it what would it look like mm -hmm. you know how can I get that yeah and then you can start planning because unless you can visualize what it is you, you're so caught up in what you've got yeah you can't actually see how it could be yes yeah so you need to start thinking if I didn't have that fear what is it I'd be doing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then once you realize that uh-huh you can start looking at how is the feasibility of it. Yeah, we're never going to be a brain surgeon if right. we're doing, you know, that kind of. And that's when I'm talking about feasibility. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So be realistic about it. Yes, but again, yeah. know that you do have options. And yes. so, you know, I think the part two is sometimes we're so beat down by the toxic job that we're just. We're just trying to make it day to day, right. right? We're just trying to make it day to day. And yeah. so if you are in the situation where you're just trying to make it day to day, Janice, you also talked about burnout. And mm -hmm. I would love for you to share with the audience, what what does burnout look like? Like, what are some of the signs you talked about before about not ha being happy? But I think you said there was another time you experienced burnout. Yeah, I think it's different for everybody. Okay. But there's things like, you know, hypertension, your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. It could be your food, how you're eating. It could be listlessness. You just can always you're always tired. Mm. It could be you just have a malaise. Mm. You know, you just don't want. You're just not engaging mm -hmm. in what you're doing. Um, part and especially at this age, one of the things I didn't realize at the time and didn't clock because I was so knee deep in the mm -hmm. burnout. Mm -hmm. I was actually menopausal at the same time, so mm. I I didn't even I didn't even notice the signs of menopause because I was yeah. so caught up in everything I was doing, mm. you know, and just trying to survive. Mm. I didn't even spot the signs of menopause till mm. I was like, oh, that's what happened. And then I'm thinking, would I did would I make the decision would I've made the decision I did if, if I'd really re recognize that was happening at the same time. Because wow. the chances are if you're in that that age, that is also happening at the same yes. time. Yes, yes, yes. You know, yes, yes. so back and then all fronts. Mm -hmm. So really losing sight of our physical well-being, yes, which is yes. very important. Yes, yes, yes. So Janice, if there's a Black woman who's watching this too, and she says, I'm connecting to Janice, I would really love to work with her. Can you share more about the services that you offer, including your podcast? Yes, and how Black yes. Women can contact you? Okay, so my podcast is This Woman Can. And you can get it on all major podcast platforms where I have interviews with many, many black women about their career transition journeys, about what they did. Because I always feel there's a little spark of information you can take away. Think, oh, I never thought of that. That can always help. I do hints, tips and things just to help you think about. I never really thought about looking at something from a different perspective before when I'm in a, when I'm in a role, uh, you can go to my website, JanisSutherland.com. There's a lot of information on, on there about how you can work with me. Mm -hmm. My happy place is LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, I am Janice Sutherland, connect with me there or on Instagram. I am Janice Sutherland and I'm always giving out lots of hints and tips. Um, I too have a discovery call, a breakthrough, a, a pre-coaching consult call where we can talk about what stage you are at your career right now. Am I the right person for you? Because coaching is a two way street. True. It's not, you know, I may not be the best person for you. You may not be the best coach, the best person for me to work with, depending mm -hmm. where you are at the stage of your career. Mm -hmm. So you have all you have many, many options, but yes. just pick one. Just make yes. a decision. Yeah. I also do a weekly newsletter. So if you visit my website, you can sign up for the weekly newsletter. And again, I send out more information about just 
things to get you through the week, you know, just to get your thought, get your thought processes working. Yes, yes, this yes. week I'm talking about, um, are you in your element? You know, Ooh. how do you find, you know, my mother used to say, you're really in your element. No, you're not, Janice, you're really <laughs> in your element. You know, because she knew that's what I loved. So she could see I'd really found, and it was, and there's some hints and tips about to find out how you get your, how you find your element. Ah, you know, I like so that. just little hit, just little hints and tips. Yes, to get you through the get things to get you through the week. Yes, and I'm going to be on Janice's podcast also yes. in late October, right? Later this yes. month. Yes, okay. yes. So I'll I'll share information about that as well. And Janice, before I read the chat, because um, again, I want to give honor to our community who is present, and the and the chat is very active. I just want to say to everyone. If you are not already subscribed to my channel, please do so right now, because when you subscribe to my channel and give this video a thumbs up, because it lets YouTube know to suggest this video mm -hmm. to other black women. OK, so again, if you have not already subscribed to my channel, do so right now. Give this video a thumbs up. And when this video is over and after you have self-reflected, share this video with at least two other black women. OK, Absolutely. so I'm going to read the chat. Um, a lot of hellos. I feel the same way every time I received a new referral or email from an agency about a, new, about a new client. I would cringe because I knew it was more work. A merry-go-round, I couldn't go get off. Truth. Good job makes you live a ghetto life. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Mike, drop. She said, good job making you live a ghetto life. Sick and stress, not worth it. Ooh, ouch. Okay. Uh, what can you accomplish when you're not in a toxic environment? If yeah. you accomplish so much while in one, right? So think of how much brighter you can yes. be outside the toxic job. Yeah. Like Janice, now that I'm outside the toxic job, I have so many ideas being downloaded to mm. me. And I think too that once we release ourselves from these toxic jobs, that opportunities are coming our way absolutely. that we would have never been absolutely. aware of, right? Absolutely. I think one of the things I did as well was that, like you said, as much as I kept telling myself all the reasons why I couldn't do it, I didn't, I, I was closing my eyes to all the reasons why I could. Yes, yes, yes. And the fact that you were able to persevere and, and be such at a high level, what, what, what data is that saying to you, right? So does that say that you couldn't do that somewhere else, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think it's important for us to look at the data. If you have gotten this far, what makes you think that you can't do this or even better Absolutely. somewhere else? Why are you not being beat down, okay? Um, okay, yes, I'm exhausted, that part. A six-month six notice, I think they were like, wow, that <laughs> you were so kind to give a six-month notice. Janice, I gave a same day notice, okay? Because when I was in the shower, oh, let me say this too. If you have not heard me say this to black women, if you're in a toxic job right now, you are feeling exhausted. You are feeling beat down. You're feeling exhausted. If you can take a leave of absence, please see mm -hmm. if you can do that because you need some rest, okay? You need some rest so that you can clearly see what's happening to you, pay attention to the signs, and then decide on what you need to do getting a coach. I got a coach during my leave of mm. absence and that helped me get out. Okay. One of the coaches I had was a black woman, a financial psychologist, and she helped me get my money together yeah. so I can go. So I'm yeah. partnering with her for a masterclass about how to help black women get your money together oh, yes. so you can go. And black oh, women, yes. if you want to be a part of that masterclass, then I will put the waiting list link in the description. Mm. Okay. Mm. So I mean, I, it's so important. Yeah. I was going to say the six months notice sounds long, but I was comfortable doing that because I'd made that decision mm. because I knew at the end of six months, there was almost the light at the end of the tunnel because I could have been sitting there just going through the motions with no idea what was going to happen next. Yeah. But I, I'd made the decision and I thought, okay, I've only got to do this for six months. I'd already made a commitment to my team, so I wanted to do. I wanted to do that, mm -hmm. but it made that process easier, knowing that yeah. I'd made the decision to go, and I was in control of that decision. The power, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. And I think it's important for us to think about on our terms, like taking yes, our power absolutely. back. Absolutely, talk about right. Absolutely. And sometimes what I hear from Black women is 
there's this kind of thing about, I'm not going to let them win. I'm not going to quit because I'm not going to let them win. And so there's this, again, it's, it's the social programming, right? Yes. But when you yeah. think about how are you winning if, you, if you're being killed? If you're slowly yes. dying each day, how yes. are you winning? Number one. Yeah. Number two, walking away and resigning and finding something. You're taking your power, power back. back. You're taking your life back. Yes. So I, I just want us and I encourage us to reframe that mm -hmm. perception that other people are going to win if we if we walk away. We are taking our power back for real. Definitely. Right? Yes. Thanks for sharing. I needed to hear this. I appreciate you, ladies. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm a glory girl. There's a glory girl here too. <laughs> um, why is it that we give long notices that benefits the employer more than it does us? So I think it really depends on your circumstance, right? Yes. So Janice talked about her circumstance. I'm telling you, I gave same day notice. Okay. So mm -hmm. it's whatever it was best for you. I didn't care about that employer that was beating me down. Okay. I knew I had to go. My doctor was telling me this job is really hurting you. My therapist yeah. told me if I don't go, yeah. I'm going to die. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I took it very seriously. So it's up to you in terms of what you decide in terms of the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying this is a hard and dry six months. Okay. Um, that is so relatable. I had to quit my two previous toxic jobs. Congratulations. I'm now in another job for almost a year now, but I need to clarify my goals and how to take action. So where do I schedule a consult? So again, in the description section, I have Janice's information on the screen now. It'll also be in the description section. And then my information again about a discovery call will be in the description section as well. Okay. And I'll post it again so you can see it. Okay. So book a call for either one of us. Okay. Um, oh, I love that. A lot of thumbs up. Yes. The collaboration. Love the patois. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for mentioning menopause. I was perimenopausal when I was a caregiver to my mom through her passing. No idea. Um, when, what is this? No idea what went in that bucket. I think she meant. Okay, mm -hmm. exactly. And not only quitting a job for good without applying for another one, but what to do for money while we're not working a job, etc. Okay, so that's the part that I, I need for you guys to pay attention to. Okay, because money is often the main reason why black yeah. women stay at a toxic job. Okay, so Janice talked about what she did. She talked about. She had savings, right? She had other things to kind of rely on. For me, I knew already I was going to leave. So when I took the leave of absence, I started doing things in terms of having replacement income. Yes. Okay? Yeah. So I started thinking about, okay, so what are the skills and talents I use at that job? Can I do that somewhere else? And mm -hmm. I started doing that during my leave. So I'm a psychologist. So I started doing therapy, right? So I started doing telehealth. I started mm -hmm. doing other things. And other opportunities came to me, which was crazy because when I was at that toxic job, and this also talks about the importance or what I'm speaking about, the importance of making really good connections at your job. Yeah. Because yes. the job is generally not yeah. all bad, right? Yeah. So yeah. generally you'll make good connections and people will see how great you are and mm. they will seek you out for other opportunities. So I, I'm having a video that's coming out this week that talks about replacement income. That's one how to get that replacement income for your current job. Number two, if you're in this situation, you might want to sign up for the financial masterclass with black, for black women that I'm doing with a black woman financial psychologist. And that's coming up next month. So if you're interested in that, click in the description section. You can get on the, on the waiting list for that. Okay. Okay. So again, money, I get it. We're not, mm -hmm. nobody is saying, Please be clear. Nobody's saying here, just leave and everything's going to be okay. No. Don't worry about the money. We're not saying that. Okay. We're saying. That was my worry. Yeah. That was, that was my, that was my worry. Yeah. You know, but, but then, yeah. but, and, and as much as you say about saving, there's also about, okay, where are you spending? What can you do without you? How can you cut your cloth to suit? Mm. It's mm -hmm. it's and see, it's temporary and it's a means to an end. Yes. Yes. And you know, what's so interesting too, I've heard black women talk about this is when they go to the toxic workplace, they're, they're masking so much, right? So they're masking all day. Yeah. And part of the masking is dressing to the nines. Yes. They look yes. beautiful. I mean, the designer yes. clothes, the yes. designer skirts, the designer shoes, right? 
So it's like they're buying things to help themselves feel better, but that is prolonging the time they'll be at that toxic yeah. job because of Absolutely. money, right? Yeah. So again, be mindful of spending too. So thank you for sharing that. I've got to send this to my mom. She had a stroke from her toxic job. I'm so yeah. sorry to hear that. She is recovering, but I'm really worried about her ability to go back. I hear you. And I'm so mm -hmm. sorry to hear that. And I really hope that there are some ways for her not to go back, um, mm -hmm. given, given the stress. The stress is mm -hmm. so real, right? I've done videos that talk about the research, like cited research, that talks about the negative impact that stress can have on mm -hmm. you, ongoing stress. And as I mentioned before, the American Heart Association even came out with research saying that Black women are now dying at earlier ages. We're developing cardiovascular diseases earlier. And we're very much impacted by external issues, racism, mm -hmm. sexism, toxic jobs. So it's very important for us to be mindful of that and really center our health, okay? okay. And, and one yes. thing I'm just, so Kimani, just, just, yes. just to put in there as well, mm -hmm. As I'm going into my 60s, mm -hmm. I am still looking at ways, you know, there's this uh, this whole thing about the soft girl era where people are mm -hmm. slowing down. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at that, but it doesn't make me any less ambitious, mm -hmm. any less ambitious because I just want to slow down and make me a priority. Yes. You know, yes. And so, it's, under so it's, under it's understanding that. Yeah. So, so I'm in the process of writing a book about being ambitiously laid back because Ooh, like we that. because we have been taught success equals hard work. Yes. That's what we've been taught. Yes. You know, and, and you if know we're what? not yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, go on. I'm sorry. And, you got as me I say, excited. and if we're and if we're not working continuously, yeah, then it's then, then it we're not being successful. We're not being other measures. Yeah, but right. there, there are other measures. Yes. My measures of success no longer the finance, the big car, the fancy suits. My measure of success is how many hours can I spend in my garden? Yeah. Do I enjoy the life I live? Yes. Am I in control of who I work with and how long I work? Yes. Those are my measure of success. Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. <laughs> and, you know, it's so interesting because, um, you know, we've often been raised in the so-called grind culture. Yes. Capitalism. Capitalism harms people it harms us so let us step away from the grind culture we can still accomplish things but mm. not be on this constant yes so, so we have to be working or be or be busy all the time and just to let you know that being busy all the time feeling the need to be busy all the time that can be a trauma response yeah so let's let us yeah. slow down and be mindful of that and Definitely. i just remember what octavia Rahim said during the exodus summit you know, rest, we need to pause, we need to rest. Rest is healing, rest is freedom. And we have to give ourselves permission, yes. permission to rest. I know that sounds crazy, but we do, right? So we have to take permission to rest. And I also remember, I saw a video recently from Alicia Renice, the artist, and she said, not everything is urgent. Like not mm. everything is like, I have to do it like yes. right now. Not yes. everything is urgent. Some things are, but not everything, right? And if people are like pressuring you, you can take a step back and say, okay, mm -hmm. I'll get to you in so-and-so amount yeah. of time, right? Don't mm -hmm. let people stress you out with their own demands, okay? So um, let me see. Um, and I always call off to rest myself and do nothing good to replenish myself. Yes, do whatever you want, mm -hmm. but don't have people always dictate what you do, Yes. I still work at a job, but I work from home. Good. My job does have um, occurrences like when you call off. So I have to be careful. Okay. Um, yep. I don't care who is mad. I said that I will not give a job two weeks notice ever again. The one time I did, they let me work my full shift, called me, called me when I made it home and fired me. Oh my God. Wow. That is so heartless. I'm so sorry about that. That is so heartless. Um, again, I don't give uh, two weeks notice to someone else. Um, give yourself a notice without telling your job. Um, yes, lifestyle creep is real. Yes, ambitiously laid back. Um, amen. Soft, soft women era doesn't mean uninspired. Yes. Yeah. I remember a 70-year-old neighbor last year told me when I start my own business, I would have to work a lot of hours when I told her I want ease. 
reject that. That's not true. Yeah. When you work for your, it's, it's challenging, right, Janice? Yeah, right? it's definitely challenging. Yeah. yeah. But but you decide what hours you want to work, okay? Yeah. I remember when Stephanie Perry interviewed me for <laughs> um, Black Women Leaving Toxic Jobs. She told me something. She said, do not become your own toxic boss, right? Mm. So just as entrepreneurs, if you choose to be one, so I'm open to all Black women. If you want another get, get another job, get that. If yeah. you want to have your own business, do that, right? But regardless, be mindful of time and don't overwork yourself, okay? Um, let's see. I see it as I'm not working long hours. Good. Eight hours or less. Fantastic. I see it as a both and my passion for the laid back life in addition to wanting luxury. Good pay for my work and my pace that works for me. Yes, absolutely. And it's Black women, it's important when I talked at the beginning, sisterhood heals. But as Black women, we need to support one another mm -hmm. in terms of if we have services, we have products to offer one another, that we utilize one another. Because we just said, other people have a hard time truly understanding our full experiences, right? Yes. So yeah. even though Janice and I have never met each other, if I saw Janice and I gave her a look, she probably would know what I was talking about, okay? Mm -hmm. So there's a common experience, but also Black women. If you are working with other Black women, you need to pay other Black women, okay? So don't feel like you need to, you know, somebody needs to look out for you, whatever. You need to pay them for their services as well. And my fantastic virtual assistant is here, Marissa Price. I love to pay her, okay? <laughs> I wish I could pay her more. So we need to pay for the services too. Um, let's see. Okay, okay. Uh, what tips do you have for someone in their 30s, Janice? Oh, they're so young. For someone in their 30s, the fact is, if you're in your 30s and you're thinking about this now, fantastic. Yeah. They say, you know, so start with your plan. Look at the plan. Where do you want to be? What, you know, it may be the, the old five, the 10 years. What does it look like? How are you going to get there? Give yourself the time to do that. Do you know just because the, the the government retirement age is 70, that doesn't mean that has to be your age. If you decide you want to retire at 45, 50, that's your prerogative. But yeah. what's your plan to get there? So start planning. And the fact you're thinking about that now yeah. and not being re and being proactive rather yeah. than reactive is a definite plus. Yeah. And I think it's a benefit. Thank you for coming in, even though it said for 40 and above. I no. appreciate you being here because at 30, that you are able to say, you know what? I am able to create a life that I want for myself. Yes. I have options. I have choice. I have learned from the experiences of other Black women Absolutely. that that is not the life that I want in terms of constantly yes. grinding for myself. Mm -hmm. Let me look at multiple streams of income. Let me network. Let me find options. All these different things. So you are in a, a state or a position of being able to critically evaluate where your life is now, where you're trying to go, and exactly. to make those steps. So maybe getting a business coach might be helpful for you. Mm -hmm. So you're in a really good state to yes. be able to come here and hear what other Black women are saying, okay? So learn from our wisdom, okay? So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. As you can hear, it was uh, quite lively. And if you get a chance to watch the video, um, on Kimani's YouTube channel, Lifting As We Climb, Consulting Wellness Services, you can see me in action. But the thing about what really stuck out for me was how strong those feelings that I had experienced of being in an environment that just wasn't right for me um, still lingers. And as I said, I have spoken with quite a few women who are in environments that no longer suit where they are right now, no longer aligns with their values, no longer aligns with what they want out of life. Yet they stay either out of fear, um, not not getting another job, not knowing what to do next, basically stuck in a role that's making them miserable, but also is not doing a great job on their health. 
the thing to recognize if you're in this kind of situation you find yourself or it resonates with you is that there are always options you just can't see them yet and i'm not saying it's going to happen overnight but the fact is you recognizing that you're not you're in a position that you don't want to be that is the first step. The next step is then planning and how do you get out of that? What do you do next? Which is where someone like myself or Dr. Kimani comes in. So, you know, if you want to have a chat about what I do, how I can help, how I can support you making that next career move, especially if you're a black woman, 40 plus, 50 plus, then let's have a chat. Head over to my website, janisutherland.com and you can click um, a banner across the top just to have a quick no obligation chat with me about what your options are let's explore where we want to work together let's explore what's right for you and if that's still not you're not ready for that step make sure you follow me on all the socials i am janice sutherland on linkedin and instagram the other thing to share there as I, before i wrap up is that dr kimani will also be uh, interviewee in a, in a later edition of This Woman Can. So make sure you're subscribing wherever you listen to this so you don't miss that episode. And as always, as I always say to you, if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care until next time.